How's it going, everybody? Big series win for Florida State over the Miami Hurricanes. This is Sunday Golds and Instant React. Arya Masudi and Brett Nevitt joining you just moments after the Seminoles defeat Miami in two out of the three games, 6-4 to four and 6-4. to four. They lost game one, 8-2. But Brett, before we jump on uh, this podcast unedited, we're on Spotify and on Apple Pods. And uh, man... Wow. I mean, just initial thoughts on Florida State getting its biggest series win of the year. Yeah, that was huge. Um, you know, it didn't look, you know, very promising after game one, obviously. And, you know, it was – last two games were pretty wild and tons of things happening that, you know, you just don't see very often. And, um, you know, obviously some chirping going on between the two teams. But I think more so than anything, this just this team just showed that it's got some toughness to it. Um you know, it's gritty. I thought they played with, with good energy this weekend. I thought a lot of that comes from carry on. Um, you know, I think, you know, obviously I've said so many times, I think he's the energizer bunny, but I thought that was more present than ever before this weekend. Um, and I mean, you just, you just got, you, you got pitching performances from guys that um, have that talent and have shown us before, but they showed us it at the highest level this weekend um, in big high leverage spots. And, and, and that's just really good to see. In this pod, we just wanted to go about 15 to 20 minutes and get you guys an instant react. Just a big picture of what this means for Florida State. We'll have a full pod later on this week. I think after Florida State plays Florida on Tuesday, um, four straight rivalry games for the Seminoles in a row. It's going to be a, a high emotion week. And uh, phase one is complete for the Noles. They passed the test. Man, RPI up to 16 as it stands. This is, It's about 4.30 here on Sunday afternoon. And strength of schedule moves up to five, 32 and 18 for FSU, 15 and 12. And Brett, we talk about regionals. Before we break down other things that, that we really liked about the series and guys who stood out, we need to talk uh, macro before we go micro, right? What does this mean for Florida State and its regional chances? It feels like you just got a big jolt in the arm. Yeah, I mean, you still have work to do next week, I think, but it does relieve some pressure and it, it, you know, it obviously gives you some confidence. You know, I think going into this week, you might be on the right side of some projections and at worst you're right there, you know, 17, 18, but you know, with some of the other stuff that's gone in the ACC this week as well for, you know, teams like Virginia, you know, they haven't played their third game against Clemson yet, but it lost the first two. Um, you know, they've, they've fallen pretty far, far behind FSU and RPI and FSU's conference record is better than them now. So, it feels like maybe you've taken over them for the fifth spot in the ACC. Um, but, yeah, it's just such a big weekend. I know last week, you know, we said – I said that I felt like they had to go something like 5-2 and two in the last seven games to, to put yourself in a good spot. Uh, you go 4-1 and one this week. Um, you know, said that after the JU games. But you go 2-1 and one to start that stretch of seven, and um, it just gives you an opportunity to go and execute again next week again in some big op- – in big spots. So – um, you got to keep this going. You can't you can't just sleep on it and and let this let this momentum stop. You really got to build off of it to to keep pushing for that spot. And I thought more so than anything, it was good to see the guys kind of. I think it, it felt like they knew that they had to have it. It wasn't just about the rivalry, but they knew that they wanted to play at home again. Um, they didn't want this to be the last weekend at home, and it, it seemed like they really had you know an, an urgency to them this weekend. Yeah, you know we talked about we needed Virginia 
to, to possibly falter down the stretch or Louisville. Uh, I believe Louisville actually just dropped two of three at Virginia Tech. So the Hokies helped the Knolls out a little bit. I, did you say it? And I don't know, one and a half games back of Louisville now in the ACC standings. So the Seminoles actually have a shot, I think, mathematically to win the Atlantic division. And then Brett and I were talking, you want to finish top four in the ACC, not just for optics, uh, but because the format, the way in Charlotte that it goes in the ACC tournament, uh, I believe going one and one can be beneficial to the team who has the highest seed in that pod. So that's what Florida State's shooting for. Virginia, uh, you were big Clemson fans this weekend. They took two, the first two against Virginia. Maybe you get a sweep and I think if that happens, Virginia's probably out of the regional picture altogether for hosting. Their RPI is down to, I believe, 28. Uh, as of, like I said, about 4.30 here on Sunday. Oh, man, things have gone your way. You took care of your own business. And, Brett, when we talk about this team's response and and toughness, and uh, they've been an enigma at times, right? Against the premier teams, they have shown up, right? Louisville, TCU come to mind. Uh, Miami, obviously, now against the Florida Gators. Then against some of the other teams they play down to their competition. Game one, you're down eight you're done eight to two, right? You're moving into a, a doubleheader, a very weird weekend in which you played uh twenty-seven innings uh of baseball in less than twenty-four hours, about twenty-four hours. And the Knowles had to flush game one quick. They come back in game two. And I think I think Bryce Hubbard first off deserves a lot of credit. Wyatt Crowell maybe the performance of the weekend. Yeah, I thought, one, it was really good to see Bryce come out and throw the way he did again. You know, I was really positive about where I thought he was going after that VC start, and I thought he showed it again. Um, didn't get much help from his defense at the end there, but still only gave up one earned run. Um, that's a really good Miami lineup. I mean, they showed it against Parker. I thought they showed it against Bryce, too, even though he scored one earned. They just they grinded down at bats against him and made him throw a lot of pitches. But I thought Bryce looks very sharp again, and it was good to see him respond to – to Parker's start and pick him up a little bit and get you off to a good start in that game too because, you know, if you fall behind in game two early um, after losing the first game of a doubleheader, this series probably goes a little bit differently um, at the end of the day. And like you mentioned, Wyatt, again, obviously, um, that's just who Wyatt is at this point. He's just that good. He was up to 98 with his fastball. You know, I think once, I mean, he was he was sitting up to 97 at one point, 95, 97 was sitting there. Slider was up to 88 with its normal depth and movement. Um, you, you just have no chance, to be honest, uh, especially for left-handed hitters. I've said this over and over again. It's just when Wyatt's on, you don't have – you just – it's it's unfair. It's There's not many ways to put it. Wyatt's a first-round pick. People need to stop sleeping him. And there's, there's not many mainstream people that – that bring up Wyatt's name often, but man, at the end of the day, I don't know if there's a better lefty reliever in the country right now than Wyatt Crowell. I think in his last 10 appearances, he has a .56 ERA um, or a .56 whip and a .66 ERA, something like 12.5 Ks per nine, and he's only walked two guys in his last 27 or so innings. Combine all that with the stuff. Um, you just when 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 Wyatt's in the game right now, you just you just feel comfortable. I feel like it, and more so than anything. That's such a good thing to have late in games, uh, not just for fans, but obviously the players in the field too, knowing that he's going to give you that every time he goes out there. Yeah, man. Four innings, no earned runs against that lineup. Miami has a really, really good lineup, folks. I, I think it's one of the best in the ACC and uh, one of the best in the country. Just so much talent, one through nine for Miami. And they have guys they bring off the bench that, that can really do some damage as well. Um, we talked about Crowell and and – 
bigger picture, this staff as a whole needing to find roles. It feels like Crowell is starting to kind of carve out one with this team where it's he can do long relief and that I mean yes he can do short relief right he can come in and be a spot guy if you need it and, I, and if there's a moment in the postseason where they need an out they won't hesitate to use Crowell if that's what the situation dictates but in this long relief role that he's had for Carson Montgomery for Bryce Hubbard uh, for whoever needs it he has really thrived yeah and why it's not that the type of guy that's that's kind of a rubber arm like you know the Chase Haney's the uh, Jonas Galaros, Davis Harris. He's not a guy that usually can throw multiple times in a weekend. Just his, his his arm just doesn't respond that way, I don't think. So, you know, they're, they're maximizing his talent by using him in these, you know, technically it's long relief, but really it's, a, it's hey, Wyatt, we're giving you the ball to go close this game out. I know it's the sixth inning, but every out in the rest of this game is a high leverage out. Um, in a series like that and with scores like that and the environment that it was in, um, you know, he, he was at his best. Um, he let, you know, he used his adrenaline in a good way. And, you know, why it's not usually the most emotional guys, but guy, but there's there were a couple of times where he was really giving it to Miami. So that was good to see. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's a special arm. He's a special talent. He's just so athletic. I mean, it's a kid that was top down at like 88 coming out of high school. And, man, he's just he's just been developed really well here. And he's just start he's just starting to explode onto the scene, I think. And. I really don't know how more national people don't speak about him and, and, and the stuff that he has on the mound. I thought, you know, if not equally as impressive, I, I was equally as gratified and satisfied by Ross Dunn's outing um, here this afternoon on this Sunday. Uh, Scalaro, I thought, came in and, and got you some big outs when he, when he called on him. Uh, Carson just didn't have it after that first inning. He just lost his release point. His, his, his flow, his command, it just went away altogether. Um, and I thought Scalaro and Dunn came in, especially Ross Dunn. Five innings, one earned run on the home run by Jacob Burke, I think, on a first pitch ambush. Was it like the eighth inning, if I remember correctly? But, man, one walk, six strikeouts. And we've talked about Ross Dunn's uh, upside, the talent that he has. But him and I think him and Crowell won you this series with their performances. Just absolutely brilliant from the lefty. Yeah, and I think we talked earlier in the year that, you know, when Ross is on, Ross can be the best pitcher on this entire staff just with the stuff he has. Um, You know, I think Wyatt was probably the best guy this weekend, but Ross still showed you just how dominant he can be against good lineups. Showed you that early in the year against Wake Forest and against NC State. Um, And he was back in the zone today, which is the biggest thing with him. And and I thought the biggest thing was that they just – they went fastball heavy with Ross today. Um, you know, he still threw in the breakers and some change-ups, but for the most part, it was fastballs at most of the strikeouts. Um, and that seemed to just give him some real confidence when he was missing bats with it early. And then he just, he was getting the ball. He was going, his, his pace was good. He was, everything about him, his mound presence was, was good. That's the thing with Ross. He just, he needs to be consistent in, in everything he does, the, his mechanics, the way he approaches the hill, the way he approaches hitters. Um, and man, was he, was he good today? Um, you know, Burke ambushed one ball in, in the eighth, but outside of that, Miami didn't get too many good swings off of him. Um, you know, I know Colton struggled on, on Saturday, but I thought Colton was very good on Sunday with Ross. And you know, every time you know Ross uh, has Colton catching him, you can kind of see um, their connection and how big that is for him. So it was good to see uh, those two guys work together in in a high leverage spot today. You know, I thought both of us were curious uh, as to how this team would respond today, right? You have a rubber match 
Miami needs the series to try and clinch a national seed spot and be a top eight host, a top eight seed, I should say. Florida State, like you said earlier, I think the whole dugout knew that this series was imperative, or this might have been the last home game of the year um, here this weekend, senior weekend and graduation weekend. Um, were you impressed by the toughness that they showed in terms of uh, after if they flushed game one, but both game two and game three, I thought they came out and applied the initial dagger, right? They, they applied the initial punch and then held off Miami with some big time plays, whether it was the defense or big pitches. Um, I thought this team played together for the whole weekend. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with this team is that, you know, it just feels like now they're just playing for each other. They're really not. I mean, yeah, they're playing to, to, to get back here. But, you know, I think the biggest thing for them is, is they want to play for each other because they like each other. Um, you know, when they do things, they celebrate with each other. There's not many times that it's, that's directed towards the other team. It's, you know, me talked about that after the game. He just said, you know, we kind of held ourselves above the things they were doing and just played for one another. And, and that's how we got our energy. And, you know, this team showed all year that they're really tough when they play at Hauser. I mean, you don't go 26 and eight at home by accident. That's a pretty ridiculous record. Um, you take away that Notre Dame series, that's 26 and, and five at home. Um, it's just ridiculously good team at home. And that's why we want them to get back here for a regional so bad. Cause you feel like at any point you're at Hauser, you feel like you're, you could win a baseball game against any team in the country. I mean, um, they've just been that good here. I mean, and we've seen the struggles on the road, and for whatever reason, that is what it is. But um, when this team plays um, in the and you know at home, uh, you know they they play they play gritty, they play tough, they play the way of the game it should be. Um, still, some small things I'd like to see cleaned up. You know, we saw that communication error with Jackson and Jaime that almost. Resulted in something bad. Um, there are a couple cross-ups on Saturday. Um, so still some small things that I would like to see worked out moving towards postseason play. You have to give a shout-out, I think, to the fans that came out to Hauser this weekend. The atmosphere was electric, especially Saturday night was incredible. Uh, today, I think it was an announced crowd of about 4,700. And you wouldn't have thought that was the number um, on the range of Hauser crowds because of how loud it was. Everyone was invested. Um, I know, you know, Miami fans, there were some that had traveled and some in the local area that made it out to the game and um, they were equally as excited for their team. And I can only imagine some of the the banter that was going on, not just between the dugouts, but in the stands all weekend long as the Knowles and the Canes do when they meet up in any sport. But um, man, y'all were good. Y'all were great. And that's why we want this this regional at Hauser, because we haven't had one since 2018. And it's different. It makes a difference for this ball club. Yeah, I mean, for me and for everybody on that team outside of Reese Albert and Jonas Galaro, that was their first home series against Miami. And it just, everything about it, about it felt different. I mean, Saturday night was probably one of the most intense games that I've watched, been a part of, been at. I mean, it was, that whole game was, it was intense. It was close. It was, fans were in it. Both teams were in it. Um it was just fun baseball to watch, to be honest. Just good baseball games to watch and watch two good teams go at it. Um, you know, I think Miami is probably the best team that Florida State's played this year talent-wise. I think there's a lot of future big leaguers on that roster. I think there's some future big leaguers on FSU's roster, too. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, the fans were probably the most consistent thing all weekend outside of, you know, Tyler Martin, Jordan Carrion, and Brett Roberts in the lineup. But, um, yeah, it was fun. It was, it was enjoyable. Uh, 
It was a lot of fun to call that game, game one. Uh, I do apologize that Florida State lost the only game that I called this weekend and was play-by-play for, so so don't blame Parker Messick. It wasn't his fault. He'll he'll get another opportunity against North Carolina. I'm going to take blame for game one. And game two, the team took care of the business. And um, Man, that was was a lot of fun. I, I actually talked to Jaime before the game, um, Friday before they actually delayed it. And he was like, I've heard about this game my whole life. Uh, I'm ready to see if it lives up to the hype. And, uh, little did he know that he would hit a two run home run on that Sunday. Uh, the rubber match that got things going for Florida state. And then the other three guys you just mentioned, um, they were a trio, the three musketeers that were just consistent all weekend long. Yeah. Offensively. I mean, Jordan, Brett and Tyler basically won you that second game. Um, you know, Alex added in some, some key, some key moments too with a couple RBIs, but I mean, it just felt like every time those guys came up to the plate this weekend that they were getting on base, they were making something happen either with their legs, with their bat. I mean, Tyler, even with his brain, I mean, stealing a base, free base, um, they were just all over the place. I mean, it was constant pressure from those three guys all weekend. You know, I threw out there the idea on Twitter on Saturday night that I would like to see those three guys at the top of the order with maybe T-Mart hitting third. You know, I know T-Mart's a really good leadoff hitter, but... You know, I also think Jordan could be a really good leadoff hitter. And there's no one I trust more than Tyler Martin to make things happen when there's runners on base. Um, I know he's not a power hitter, but you just know that the ball is going to be put in play and that something's going to happen and there's going to be some movement. Um, those are just three guys that give you the most consistent at-bats this year um, and make things happen. Put those guys in the top three of your order, throw your run producers behind that and, and see what happens. Um, I think I can make this lineup pretty consistent uh, rather than going through some of these stretches that they go through at times. But... Um, I mean, you were one. You were one for twenty with runners in scoring position on Saturday in a doubleheader, and you split it. Um, you're doing some. I don't know what's. I don't know how it's possible, but um, just another thing that shows tough some toughness and some grittiness. It's not always pretty with this team. It certainly isn't always pretty with this team, actually. But um, you're what fourteen games over five hundred right now. That's pretty damn good at the end of the day. I think. I mean, I hundred percent agree with you. And then game two. I thought the offense left a lot of runs out there. That could have been a blowout in Florida State's favor, but lucky for the Knowles, Wyatt Crowell, I think, was like, I'm putting you guys on my back, and it doesn't matter. In this one, I'm finishing it out. Um, We talk about Ferrer, three RBIs in the finale, Uh, the two-run home run to get things started. I thought that was a a big, you know, in a rubber match for for any series, whether it's regular season or postseason, striking first kind of lets the other dugout know we're ready to play right and the two-run home run he clobbered that by the way that was not a cheap home run to the power alley and left and then Miami comes back takes the lead and it's Ferrer again applying uh, a big dagger and the Knowles are not looking back from there that is a special special freshman yeah Jaime is just a special player all around I mean um the way he's played in the outfield this year without doing it much before this the way I mean, he's played every single game. He's the one guy that started every single game. He's, he's durable. He's taken a ton of hit-by-pitches. He's produced runs. He's still hitting over 300. He's just done a little bit of everything for you. Um, you know, I know today was his first home run in, in about a month, but he's just been such a constant threat, um, even in the times that he's slumped a little bit. You know, you, you know you're still going to have Jaime getting on base because he's going to take that hit-by-pitch or take that walk. Um that discipline, that durability, that talent all for a freshman, pair all that, you know, put all that together, and you just got a really special player for your future of the program. Yeah, I 100% agree with you there, Brett. Um, anybody else you want to shout out for the rest of the weekend? I mean, overall, the team played well, yeah, I, mean, I think, and they got the job done. 
And the ninth inning from Davis is probably the most, you know, convincing save I've ever seen out of him. Like the most dominant, like I'm not giving you any chance. I'm putting the my foot on the throat right now and ending this game. That was just really good to see for me, I think, after the couple last few outings he had where he struggled a little bit, got hit around a little bit. But overall, I mean, that's what did Davis have three saves this week or you know, three games, something like that, because he had both pitched in both games against JU. But um, just really good work from him this entire week, I think. And then I think, you know, lastly for me, um, I think a lot of people give Colton Vincent a tough time. Um, and I know he struggled at the plate. I think on this podcast I've, I've mentioned too, you know, I'd like to see Brock Mathis get some opportunities. He deserves a shout out though for the runners he threw out this weekend. Miami tried to to apply some pressure, hit and runs, things like that, stolen bases. And, and I think Vincent really ended a, a lot of threats before they started. Yeah, he threw, he's thrown out six to 10 runners this year in, in conference play alone. Um, what have you played? 27 conference games? You've only, give, you've only given up four stolen bases when Colton's behind the plate. Um, that's pretty damn good. That's that's completely shutting down run, running games. I mean, there's some teams in, the, in this conference that run a lot too. I mean, I can think of Louisville, Georgia Tech's got some guys. Um, and FSU has just totally shut that down this year. And that can't be something that's totally forgotten about. Um, that's a big part of the game. Um, so it's just really good to see him do that, especially after he struggled Saturday. But if there's one thing that you know you're going to get with Colton Vincent, it's toughness. Um, that kid's tough as nails. He's, he's you know, he, there's a lot of people, you know, a lot of people put him down and stuff. And he has had his struggles. But at the end of the day, Colton shows up every day and, and does what he needs to do, I think, to, to help this team out. I think it's only fair, you know, you have to be level, right, when we do our analysis. Yes, Colton has struggled, and we both mentioned that at times. And and I think, you know, there are times where Brock Mathis does need to be in the lineup, and, and I would still like to see that bat play. But when Colton does well, you got to give him credit. Also had a big RBI in this game, in the, game three, and, and that, was, that ended up being a big run. The crazy thing is, I mean, his three best swings of the weekend probably didn't result in a hit. I mean, he had two deep fly balls in the first game. He had a line drive today that was caught in a diving catch. And then a blooper drops for him for an RBI in a big spot. So this is how the game works. Um, and, you know, as long as Colton just sticks down and is tough and um, you, you just got to live with it. You just got to go with it and, you know, hope for the good days and hope for the days that don't – don't. I just thought Saturday just unraveled on him a little bit. And we also got to remember that he was catching his 16th, 17th innings of the day. Um, with the way that FSU's pitchers throws, with the movement and the velocity, that can be tough at times. And um, he's, he's the best option on this roster right now behind the plate defensively. Major series win for Florida State. A big game coming up against the Florida Gators on Tuesday. That's May 17th, 6 o'clock first pitch. That is SEC Network televised. Brett and I will both be there. And so we will have eyes on it. Uh, Mike Martin Jr., now 6-1, and one, I believe, against Miami in his career. Florida State has won seven of the last eight against the Hurricanes. So uh, thank you guys for listening. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Pods. And we appreciate you listening to our instant react. We will talk to you after Tuesday's game against the Florida Gators. You've been listening to Sunday Golds.